tired of a bunch of little dabble, do you Christians? Some of you have had enough oil put on you. You look like a grease pig at a county fair. You ain't one bit better off than when you started. And you're not going to be, because let me tell you what you got. You got a heap and double dose of the lazies. You ain't got your nose in a Bible. You're not walking the floor. You're not praying. You're not praising. You're just running around like some kind of dog in heat after whatever preacher's hot at that time. So maybe they can do for you what you're too lazy to do for yourself. Don't shout me down just because I'm preaching. Get the Christian psychiatrist off your staff, preacher, and get some prayer warriors on there. Stop counseling and go to casting out, and I'll guarantee you, you'll have a better church. Can I preach? skirts about eight inches above your knees here let me help you you men running around the beach with not enough on but a loincloth look here you look right here you know what my pastor taught me Pete my pastor taught me there's much to be gained by a return to the discarded values of the past. We're never going to go where we need to be until we go back and pick up what we left that God gave us. Are you listening to me right now? I'm not a clothesline preacher, but I'm here to tell you that your Bible still says that a woman ought to adorn herself modestly and not provocatively. I'm tired of the church looking like a bunch of street walkers. I'm tired of it. I think we ought to look like Christians. I think we ought to talk like Christians and walk like Christians and act like Christians. My Bible still says come out from among them and be ye separate. My Bible still says touch not the unclean thing. Here it is. I'm going to march under that banner the standard. I'm not looking to get as close to the world as I can and still make it to heaven. I'm trying to get as close to God as I can and still be on this planet. That's what I'm looking for. Come in. Get... My good God, can you, can you help me just a little while? You know, sit down. So you think standing's gonna make me hurry? And I believe me, I'm going just fast as I can. I really am. I know I prepared too much, but it's my camp meeting. I raised the money for them pews you're sitting on. Huh? Oh, you'd all be willing to stay if I was lining you up and knocking you down. You know I'm preaching. I like the way you're shouting now. If 
was putting on some show for you, little bunny foo-foo, hopping through the forest, scooping up the weak ones and bopping on the head. You need to stop being the bopped and become the bopper. You know I'm preaching now. Here, 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 here. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you right here, right here, right here, right here, right here. Here's where I am. You know a good place to start? The Ten Commandments. The what? Can you believe? I'm taking prime time to preach on the commandments. They're not optional and they're not flexible. If they were, we'd still be in the Garden of Eden. And if you haven't noticed, we're not. How about this one? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Not NFL gods, not NBA gods. Not Not worshiping at the shrine of some secular entertainer. Nobody cares what kind of house Bo Jackson live in. But let some preacher get one cost $30,000 and some little weak thing in the church start complaining about it. I'm all right. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. How about this one? Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Some of you manicure your lawn longer than you pray. <laughs> Dr. Feelgood ain't in the house. See, that's the problem. Holiness. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Some of you won't cuss, but you'll go pay however much it is. I ain't been to one for 18 years. I don't know how much it is. However much it is to go to the movie house and sit there and watch somebody damn the name of the God you serve and use tithe dollars to buy the tickets. And I'm not just talking about taking the name of the Lord thy God in vain. That's actually not even what it's talking about. It means bear the name of Christ upon your heart and deny the power thereof. And the church is full of them. How about this, honor thy father and mother? How about this, remember the Sabbath day? Keep it holy. Mm -hmm. Now see, I can't, I better not go there. Some of you can't make it to church on Sunday night because you've got to keep your little hot dog stand business open. They don't recognize preaching like this. They want three points and a poem and bop me and bless me and on my way I go. I thought I was talking to Marines in here tonight. I thought I was talking to people who want to raise the standard. See, I don't know if you've got it yet. I'm not talking about staying where we are. I'm talking about you being more modest than you've ever been. I'm talking about you in your prayer chamber more than you've ever been. I'm talking about you snuggling up to the cross more than you ever have. That's what I'm talking about. 
If I'd give a test right now for you to write down the Ten Commandments and admit you going to heaven to get 50%, half of you would fail. You know Luke 6, 38. Given it shall be given unto you. Given it shall be given unto you. Given it shall be given unto you. You know that. But you don't know the Ten Commandments. And you don't live them either. Because there's one that says, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Give me a camera. I'm tired of excuses. I'm tired of Christian, born again, Holy Ghost filled people heading to the divorce court at the same rate as the world and preachers making excuses for it. Well, maybe you got the wrong me. Well, after all, God wants you happy. How about this? What God joins together, let not man put aside. I've been waiting for six months to get right here. Leadership. Huh? Leadership. into town here. Prophet so-and-so. Ain't no more a prophet than I'm a horse with a bullfrog croak. And the judgment of God is going to fall on such nonsense is being perpetrated on the body of Christ. I'm tired of men that love the crowds and hate the people. I'm tired of ushered in and ushered out. I'm tired of everybody bowing down and worshiping at your shrine. You're not supposed to be the served. You're supposed to be the servant. Let me tell you something. You look at me. Look! You want to commit adultery? You low-life, peeping Tom, full of the devil, reprobate. At least have the decency to get out of the church to do it. You want to commit adultery? Go ahead. Get out of the pulpit first. That's where our leadership is. There's where it is. It's in the sewer. Wine bibbing, beer drinking. Shame on me. Shame on you. Shame on you. You pathetic excuse. For somebody that's supposed to be sold out and called under the mantle of the anointing of God. You short-haired Nazarite. 
I'm tired of Ahab in the pulpit and Jezebel shouting on the front row. Get out. Get out. Get out. Well, Brother Ron, after all, take a little wine for thy stomach's sake. Are you sick? Because if you're sick, I got some hands. They'll do a lot more for you than Morgan David Concord Grape. I guarantee you that right now. I can fix you. And in the meantime, you won't be such a pathetic reproach on the body of Christ and drag thousands to hell by your example. If you're preaching for money, get out. If you're preaching for status, get out. If you're preaching so somebody will know your name, get out. If you're preaching so they'll all clap when you walk in the building, under God, get out, get out, get out. If you can live and do anything else, get out of the ministry. There's no room for you here. Well, I just don't think, Brother Rod, you ought to be that hard. The Bible talks about those that prophesy out of their own spirit. The Bible talks about those that preach for lucre. I've had men stand in my presence and say to me, I hate the ministry. Then get out! Hate the ministry. That God should even let the thought light in your dimmed brain that he would ever have anything to do with you. I don't care if you liked me or not. You didn't call me. You didn't pay my salary. I was here when you got here. I'll be here when you go. It's not hard to live right. I want to raise the standard, not lower it. I want to raise the standard, not lower it. I want to... I don't know what some of y'all do without an egg timer and a prayer card. And if the church didn't organize your soul winning, organize your Bible study, organize your prayer, organize your children's relationship with God, quit depending on your pastor to get you to heaven. The Bible says, let every man seek out his own salvation, fear and trembling before God. Let me tell you, let me tell you five keys to never backslide. Are you ready? Number one, here's a lightning one for your quick brain. Pray. I've never seen a praying person backslide. I don't want to hear your flimsy excuses. You fell into sin. You a liar. You planned the whole thing and you know it. And if you didn't, it wasn't sin to begin with. 
Here's another one. Read the Bible. I'm being real deep for you now. Read the Bible. We're preaching. We're preaching. Oh, we're preaching such deep doctrine and things that is. Oh, ain't that? Woo, that a revelation. 80% of the church never opens a Bible between Sunday and Sunday. Read the Bible. Pray. How about this one? Go to church. When? Every time the doors are open. Go to church. I've never seen a person that would stay in church backslide. Read the Bible. Pray. Go to church. Witness your faith. I've never seen somebody trying to win other people to Jesus and backslide doing it. And how about this one? Pay your tithes. Because what you invest in, you won't walk away from. Come on, I got to hurry. I got to hurry. Are you leaving me now? Everybody shout, raise the standard. The Song of Solomon said his banner over us is love. Now I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. There ain't no place in the pulpit for racism and bigotry. It ain't going to help nobody get to heaven to know whether the first man wore black or white. Who cares? I only care about one man. And a red spot on his side made a good target for a Roman spear. That's the only man I care about. I don't care if Jesus, I don't care if the first man created was as striped as a zebra. It don't make no difference to me. It ain't going to help me get to heaven. Well, we've been oppressed. There's not a race on this planet that at some time hasn't walked under the oppression of slavery. God's own children were Jews. The Jews were slaves in Babylon. Hush that nonsense. Hush it. Hush it. Hush it, hush it, hush it, and stop supporting those that preach it. Here's what I'm supposed to do. What? Love? Who? My neighbor? How? As myself. How can you have black pride if we're, not, if we're supposed to be colorblind? I don't understand that. To hell with black pride. And further into the pit with white pride. And down with yellow power. And Asian power. And Jewish power. And Gentile power. But up, 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 up. With the blood-stained banner of the love of Jesus Christ. If we'll start sacrificing ourselves for one another in love. We'll win the world to Jesus inside two years. I want to march under this one. I want to find some people that want to march under this banner. I'm tired of Christians running around from seminar to seminar to hear some new revelation. Why should anybody get to hear the gospel twice until everybody's heard it once? Right over there sitting on that second row is one of the dearest ladies I've ever met in my life. The Great Commission. Some of you don't even know what it is. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature for a witness. 
baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you something. If America doesn't want to hear this message, Nicaragua does. I didn't have a problem. I didn't, I didn't have to have a pizza party to get them in the stadium. I didn't have to have Bozo the Clown and Flippo the Dog to get them in the, in the, in the crowd. I didn't have to have a spaghetti dinner. All I did was stand up with the Bible in one hand, the microphone, the other 100,000 of them came and 20,000 of them ran to the altar. Let me tell you something, there's a world around us dying. Hold this for me, Pastor. You were there. I'm not talking about halfway around the world. I'm talking about a two-hour flight from Miami, Florida. I went into a place this dear sweet woman opened up that nation to us literally verifiably her and the Holy Ghost she's the she is the secretary of staff she's the chief of staff the president of the nation of Nicaragua she sits here today on the second row I went into a nation 75% unemployment 78% illiteracy three out of four people don't have a dime in their pocket Three out of four people can't even read their own name. They've been trained in one thing, warfare, hatred. This racial ethnic group hates that racial ethnic group. And so they make a war and instead of teaching their children the ABCs, they teach them how to use a submachine gun. That's all they've ever known. I went where they lived, not two or three of them, thousands of them. I went into the city dump. I watched vultures flying overhead with four-foot wingspans. I watched packs of wild dogs. And I watched thousands of children with no shoes on their feet, living in hovels and huts. They take sticks and make little tools to dig into the broken glass and jagged, rusty edges of tin cans, dragging looking to find little scraps of paper and they'd take them and lay them in the sun so that they could take the paper and take it to a recycling place to try to get some food they weren't looking for a new pair of Reeboks or Air Jordans America is that rich man and the world is begging at our feet and we're going to Jimmy Craig and spending a billion dollars a year to get the fat off our belly and the world around us starving to death. And if you think it doesn't grieve the heart of God, you don't know him. Those children followed those packs of wild dogs with sticks. I watched a six-year-old naked little girl with no shoes on her feet or underwear on her body take a stick and beat a vulture about the head and pry out of its mouth a little scrap of an orange peel that fell out of a dump truck, a refuse truck. Filthy and dirty and nasty and stinky. And she clutched it in her hands and she ran over to the side of a dirty hill. And she began to eat that thing and other children trying to grab it away from her. Never heard the name of Jesus.
never heard a gospel preached. Dying, dying, dying without God. While we're running from seminar to seminar and can't wait to get out of the building to go gorge ourselves again. I want to find some people that are like it used to be. Missionary pictures up on their walls, on their refrigerators, missionary offerings being taken. America is the richest, wealthiest nation on this planet. And if the world's ever going to be reached, we're going to do it. But we can't do it until we march under that banner. I'm ready to build right now, building them. Am I building them, Jack? I'm building them right now. I'm building schools right next to that city dump. I'm taking a thousand in the first fell swoop, a thousand of those children, and putting them in those schools and putting clothes on their back every day and hot food in their belly every day and teaching them reading, writing, and arithmetic and having hands laid on them every day and prayed for every day. And in a nation of 78% illiteracy, they'll be raised up to be the doctors, the lawyers, the preachers, the prophets, the politicians. And God said, if you'll do what I tell you, I'll give you a nation for the preaching of the gospel. I want to know, is anybody? ready is anybody ready to march under that banner just one more I've already hit this one stewardship your time your talent your things they belong to God you're the owner of nothing and the steward of everything and one day you'll give an account of the deeds done in your flesh one more. For the Shambhala, I want to march under this banner. I want to tell the world whatever audience God will give me to, as humbly as I can and as broken as I can to preach this gospel. I want to always be found faithful to tell people that faster than the fleetest hoof ever struck the pavement or a wheel ever turned upon an axle Faster than lightning striking out of a dark-throated storm cloud. As surely as we're in this building tonight, Jesus is coming. And those chariots that haven't ridden the wind since Elijah, big old angels polishing them up right now. Jesus standing at the sapphire cell of heaven's gate is rocking back and forth and looking over his shoulder to his father and saying, can I go? You see, we're his bride. And like a bridegroom in the wedding chamber, he's waiting. I want to tell you something tonight in the honesty of my heart. We don't have long to be here.
It won't be long. Soon we'll be leaving here. The highway systems of this earth are going to flap in the breath of God like ribbons in a noonday breeze. This earth is going to rock and reel and shake and quake like a drunken man. When the world is dying and the moon is bleeding and the seas are seething under the whiplash of fury to spill their dead in the lap of God, where will your soul be? This time tomorrow, I may be in heaven and you may be in hell. I want to live with the blessed hope ever in front of me and waving its banner over my head. I want to live every moment of every day in the light of eternity and know that heaven is forever and hell is a place where the worm dies not and the fires never quenched and men gnaw their tongues for pain. Mr. Peace was the most notorious gangster in infamy in Britain. He had raped women and murdered children, pillaged and plundered and robbed and stole. Finally, the long arm of the law caught up with Mr. Peace. They put him in jail. The trial was swift and short and just as sure he was sentenced to be hanged on the following morning. The preacher went in to lead Mr. Peace from his cell. Walking down the hallway, he began to read scriptures. He tried to read about heaven, but since Jesus preached three times more about hell than he did heaven, he kept coming across that four-letter word called hell. Mr. Peace reached out and grabbed that preacher by the shoulder and whirled him around and grabbed him by the lapels and pulled him up to his chest and stared into his eyes and said, Preacher, do you really believe that? Do I believe what? said the preacher. Do you believe, Mr. Peace said, in a place called hell, a place of the eternal incarceration of the damned souls of men? Do you believe that? And the preacher said, well, I suppose I do. Mr. Peace threw him to the floor and said, preacher, that's the most pathetic words I've ever heard spoken. For if I, like you, truly believed in a place called hell, Though the road from Liverpool in the north to Hoe in the south of England be paved with broken and jagged glass upon my hands and knees would I crawl until my limbs became nothing but bloody stumps if perchance I could stop one man from going to a place like that. Everybody's standing. Nobody moving. You reverence the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now as he moves across this great vast congregation. Every head bowed, every eye closed, and nobody moving. I want to raise the standards tonight. I want to raise the standards. Moral and biblical integrity and spiritual intensity. I wonder how many in this building tonight would say, Pastor Rod, I've been playing a game. It's a charade. My life's not where it should be with God. I'm lost. I'm not ready to go to heaven. Hands are going up already all over the building. Just hold them up. I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, I want you to shoot that hand up and say, Pastor Rod, I want to go to heaven and not hell. And I've heard God's word tonight. And I want Jesus to come into my heart and forgive my sins. Give me eternal life. 
The Holy Spirit is moving in an unusual way right now. In the name of Jesus, I bind every force of darkness and loose the anointing that will help men and women make the decision they'll be glad they made. When we stand before God in eternity, those of you watching by television, you'll have to make your phone your altar. But God hasn't forgotten you. He had this message preached just for you right there where you are. Don't lose this opportunity to say yes to God and no to the devil, yes to heaven and no to hell, yes to blessing and no to cursing. I'm going to count to three. You shoot that hand up in the air. We're going to pray. At the end of that prayer, you'll be as sure for heaven as if you were already there. Satan, I bind your power. Loose every man, woman, boy, and girl into the kingdom of God. I felt the release of the Holy Spirit. This is it. You can break the chains. You can be free. On three, raise that hand. I can't wait for you. Eternity waits for no one. Do what your spirit is telling you to do. Do it now. Don't wait a moment. This is your opportunity. Break Satan's chains. His power is broken now. The same devils that tormented you are waiting outside this building, but you can have them banished from your life forever. If you'll shoot that hand up in the air on three, this is it on three. Do what you'll be glad you did when you stand before God in eternity. One, two, three. Shoot that hand up in the air all over this building, all over this building, all over this building. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Every one of you with your hand raised, get out into the aisle and run to this altar. Come on, run, run, run. Christians, help them. Let them know they're making the greatest decision of their life. Come on, let them know it. Let them know it. Let them know it. Come on, let them know it all the way to the back of the building, all the way to the top of the risers, all the way back to this aisle to the back of the building. They're coming. Here they're coming and there they're coming. They're running here. Here they're coming. Come on, church. We've got victory tonight. We've got victory tonight. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. My God, church, I hope you're not too tired to welcome these people into the kingdom of God. Come on, put your hands together. Glorify the Lord. Glorify the Lord somebody. Help the mushers. Help the mushers all the way back this aisle. They're still trying to come. Help them. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Hell's power is broken. Hell's power is broken. Those of you watching my television right now, the outstretched kind of a near nail pierced body is reaching out to you right now. Jesus Christ is waiting. Please dial that number on your screen and let's pray. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. We're going to pray. 15 seconds. Nobody moving. 15 seconds. Nobody moving. Nobody moving. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right there where you are, I want you to pray this prayer. I want you to mean it with your heart. I want you to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, and Jesus will do exactly what we ask him to do. Are you ready? Pray this with me, Heavenly Father. Everybody pray with me. Heavenly Father, I come to you just like I am. I was born a sinner, and I've committed sins. I ask you to forgive me 
Wash me in your blood. Give me eternal life. Satan, I renounce you. You are not my God. I will not serve you. Go from me now, Lord Jesus Christ. I accept you, believe you, and confess you as my personal Savior. I'll live for you as you show me how. In the name of Jesus, I believe you're my Savior. I've not come to a man or a church. I come to you, Lord Jesus. And I thank you for giving me peace in my heart tonight that I'm on my way to heaven. I'm going to live for you as you show me how. I'm going to pray, read my Bible. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to be baptized. I'm going to witness. I'm going to support the kingdom of God with my time, my talent, and my things. Lord Jesus, I love you tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stand on your feet, you new creature, you. Say this with me. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away, and all things are become new. I have no past, only a future. And I'm forgiven and free. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Right there where you are. I don't want anyone moving. Right there where you are. The Spirit of the Lord apprehended me to preach this message. I know I've preached a long time. I know I have. And that's just so unlike me. But I want to know tonight if you heard with spirit ears what the Holy Spirit was saying. We've got, we've got to not just hold the standard. We've got to raise the standard. We've got to raise the standard of thanksgiving. We've got to be more thankful than we've ever been. We've got to raise the standard of doctrine. We've got to love the Word of God and love its truths. We've got to raise the standard of spiritual warfare and of holiness and of leadership and of personal devotion and of love. We've got to raise the standard of the Great Commission and stewardship and the blessed hope. We've got to raise the standard. Preacher, if you used to preach the rapture and you quit, start again. If you used to have doctrine classes in your church and you've changed them for Christian aerobics and Barney. Preach doctrine. Preacher, get off the internet. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to tell you by the Spirit of God. The internet... Now, now, you have to understand what I'm saying. You have to understand what I'm saying. If you're using it for information that is beneficial to your life and your walk with God, then fine. But let me tell you what the internet is. Let me tell you what it is. It's witchcraft. Now, wait a minute. You have to understand what I'm saying. Why is it witchcraft? Because you can climb into that thing and get in one of those rooms and become somebody you're not and mask yourself off and live in a fantasy and it won't be long till that fantasy will catch up with you 
and you'll begin to act out what you fantasize. Now, I am giving you a warning. There were reasons that standards were raised in the Old Testament, and one of them was for warning. When the standard was raised, there was a warning that went forth, and I'm warning you tonight. When you go to a hotel, do what I do. My personal assistants are commanded that when I go to a hotel, they call the hotel before I ever get there, and if they have to take the television set out of the room, then take it out of the room, but don't leave that filth even in the room with me. I don't even want it in the room. If it's, it, I don't want it in there. Businessmen, you can hardly walk into a hotel anymore that is not saturated with a spirit of lust as men and women lay all night long and watch filth after filth after filth after filth after filth. And you'll watch it until you act it out. And then you come home and try to act that stuff out on your spouse and wonder why she doesn't want to act like some kind of a common prostitute. Get your life right with God. Get your life right with God. Don't, you don't have to patty cake me. I'm not preaching for your approval. Teenagers, get out of Seventeen magazine. And get into the Song of Solomon. Turn Roseanne off and get into the book of Revelation. I'm telling you, it's not hard to live right and it's time to raise the standard. I've watched enough preachers be taken out of the pulpit because of the lies of the adversary. I've had, en I've had enough. I've had preachers. I could tell you one preacher right now that if I called his name, you'd fall on the floor that said in my presence, that I watch this kind of movie and that kind of movie. After all, I'm spiritually strong and a little bit of flesh never hurt anybody. And that man today is out of the ministry and has been a terrible reproach on the body of Christ. That self-same man. Stop your lying. Saying you got 5,000 when you know you got two. Stop lying. Get out of a fantasy world and become the leadership that is going to take the body of Christ into a new dimension. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're looking for. You husbands and wives, get to the altar and work it out. Work it out. And let's let God raise the standard. I want God. I would, when Brother Summerall went to be with the Lord and I sat in that service, the conviction of my heart was, I'm going to live closer than I've ever lived. I'm going to love more than I've ever loved. I'm going to preach harder than I've ever preached. I'm going to give more than I've ever given. Because this man followed the Lord and I want to follow his following. Some people say that's creature worship. Well, you're just not very discerning. I want to follow his following of the Lord. I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. How many of you teenagers, you moms, you dads, you parents, you grandparents tonight will say, Pastor Rod, I'm committing myself to raise the standard in my life. I'm going to raise the standard. Come on, we can have a revival if you will. We can have a revival if you will. I'm going to raise the standard. I'm going to stop doing some stuff I've been doing. I'm going to start doing some stuff I've not been doing. I'm going to raise the standard. And God's going to be pleased and proud. And I'm going to be a worthy servant of the Lord.
Well, shout hallelujah, somebody. Shout hallelujah, somebody. Well, glory. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.